This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Circuit of Success, and thank you for joining me. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait, but I believe the opposite. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude, a great belief system, and action every single day. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision, that's when greatness happens. Now let's dive right in to this week's guest. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we have an author, we have an athlete, an expert on fixing digestion. This guy's got it all figured out, man. He's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to having you. Wade Lightheart, thanks for being here today. How you doing, my friend? Great to be here, Brad. I'm uh, excited to be chatting with you today. Absolutely. So, uh, and you've had a lot of success in your career, and you've done a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. I would just say things. I looked at your list of 17 things. I was uh, your fun facts. I was mesmerized by a lot of the stuff that you've done, but. Why don't you fill our listeners in that uh, haven't obviously seen the fun facts and what's made you the man you are today to be an entrepreneur and, and really have businesses and travel the world doing what you're doing, serving others. So why don't you just fill our listeners in on who you are? Well, thank you for that introduction. And of course, with these sheets, they always uh, they highlight the successes and they, uh, they tend to gloss over the failures, which I always find kind of entertaining because... You know, none of my none of my successes is anything I've ever learned from. I think if there's one overarching theme, it was how I learned from my failures and the willingness to put myself out there and fail and learn from that. I think if that's if there's one overarching um, theme, it's the willing to get on the field and get your hands dirty and to make mistakes and to just continue to improve and then also to go out and find the people who could help me achieve the goals that I want to achieve. But um, if for for the for the highlight reel, if you want to go real real quick, uh, you know I just kind of grew up in, in you know uh, eastern part of Canada. I was born in Toronto, but then I moved out to the basically the sticks, just a little slightly northeast of of Maine in the United States for all of our American listeners. Wow. And uh, we're talking very cold climate, you know. And and three things happened to me that I think really defined me in ways that took me many years to discover. And that was at 15. Um, three things happened. Number one. My parents moved to an extremely rural area, which was it was literally 50 miles from a city, five miles to my nearest neighbor on a dirt road. The telephone poles ended at my yard. You know, I lived uh, very much like a Dukes of Hazard lifestyle, if you will. You know, I drove trucks and tractors and graders, and we had our own power source and our own wood. And we, we did, I, I lived in a very rural, extreme setting. And from that, I got to learn uh, peace. Like, what's it like to be in complete silence? with your own thoughts and your own feelings. And I didn't like it at the time, but I think there was valuable because it developed an ability to be introspective and to be observe, uh, observe people. Uh, second thing that happened was my sister was diagnosed with cancer. My older sister, she was four years older than me. She was diagnosed with cancer at that time, and I watched over the next four years, despite the, the heroic efforts of both my family and friends and the medical industry, I watched her pass away which was a pretty excruciating and painful process. Um, and, and that had a big time? impact. She was 22 and she passed away. And what I learned really quickly in life, that health isn't a guarantee. Nobody thinks of, you know, we kind of assume that we're healthy. And we get older, we get 30, 40, 50 years old, then we start to realize, oh, geez, man, things are breaking down or things aren't working. But there's a big assumption that we're automatically healthy. And that 
I, I didn't have that. When, once I became 15, I realized that, whoa, whoa, health, health isn't a guarantee here. And I think that, in a lot of ways, set the course of my direction to start seeing it. Well, what is healthy, and how do I do that, and what is for, and, and I didn't get it right off the bat, but I, it started me in the right direction. The third thing that happened um, was my sister gave me a, a, a muscle and fitness magazine with Troy Zuquato, uh, who had just won the Mr. California contest, and he was on there with two beautiful girls. And, you know, driven mad with testosterone at that age and living in the middle of the woods. I was like, wow, I guess I need those muscles to get those girls. And for those of you who are wondering about that, that's not necessarily a direct correlation. It was good marketing. But the reality was I decided that I was going to get muscles and that might help me be healthier and stronger and fitter. And I started, uh, I built a barn, uh, I built a gym in my own barn. Uh, literally with pulleys and horse, you know, like I had sawhorses and I had two wheelers and tractor wow. tires and I, all that sort of very much like a Rocky gym out of the when he when he fought Yvonne Drago. And and that's where I started. And I would go out there every single day and train. I would train at 40 below in a snowsuit and everybody thought I was crazy, but I had a vision. And I said, one day I'm going to teach people these principles. I'm going to compete in the Mr. Universe contest and I'm going to uh, help people by uh, providing them nutritional products around the world. And, you know, that did eventually happen. It was a long, <laughs> dry road to get there. But uh, it did happen, and I just feel lucky. And, and if I hadn't had those three things happen to me, probably my life would have took a different turn. Absolutely. So what do you think it is about the vision? So, you know, we have a lot of very successful people that listen to this uh, to this podcast. And, you know, we're all, we're all on that journey, right? We're all um, – you know, fighting to make a difference in the world. But what do you think it is about uh, that you've seen it either in your own life, but even the people you've worked with, the thousands of people that you've helped around the world, what, what is it about that vision and tying it to today to turn it into a reality? Well, I think it was, uh, I think it was in, in, in Solomon. I think it was said, uh, if the, if there is, if there is no vision, the people will perish. Yep. And I think that's true of, whether it's in our personal lives, whether it's in our family lives, whether it's in our corporate lives, whether it's in our political lives, I think that, or even our spiritual life, what is the, where are we going? What is the direction? Where is the absolute vision? Because that kind of sets the direction. And, you know, one of the things people used to talk to me about, they said, wait, you have so much willpower. And I went, no, actually, and science has proven this, willpower is limited. Uh, we, you, 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 your environment will break you down eventually, whatever environment you insert into. But when you have a vision for your life, it's easy to work those extra hours. It's easy for you to take that course. It's easy for you to go to that seminar or that event or read another book or take another degree or hire a new consultant or get a new coach or you know, stay on a diet process or whatever that happens to be that you want to achieve your vision. With a strong vision that you keep in front of you all the time, it helps you set uh, and, and, and stay away from the distractions of life, which are increasing exponentially. So I think that's the key to success in any endeavor. And, I, and, and for me, I think I was fortunate from the standpoint by being in that rural setting and being away from all these distractions. We had no Internet or things like that back in those days, sure. no, no text messages, no cell phones, nothing. All I had was my, 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 my dream. I had to think about it all the time. And so every day I would go out into that barn, I was thinking about it. And I didn't know anything, uh, but I just knew where I wanted to be. And 16 years later, I ended up where I wanted to be. 
Well, I think you, you nailed it right there, too, is distractions, right? I mean, from iPhones, iPads, whatever the, the technology of choice is, the dinging of the emails, the alerts of golf on our phones, right? The list is endless uh, of the distractions we have today. And so how do, you, what do you, how do you find yourself and others staying away from the distractions and staying committed to the daily focus, right? Because what I always talk about in our life is, Get in the office first thing in the morning and knock out the, the two, three, four, five things that you know that if you did those things today, it's going to be a productive day no matter what happens, and don't let the, the chaos get in the way. Would you agree with that, or what are your kind of your rituals on doing that stuff? Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, what's interesting is all of this technology has made us incredibly available to the noise of the world. Uh, our email Box is, is, a, is a, an organization system for other people's priorities. Um, you know, our text message machine is an interruption device or a telephone device. And we've got now we've got social media, which it's really easy to to hop on there and and get locked into you know 50 different stories and stuff. And I, I think I think you're 100 percent on point. Is before you even turn on those devices, and I was just saying this this morning as to my partner, I was saying to her, I said, you know, whatever we do, I had forgotten to take off my uh, my device. I forgot to put it on airplane mode last night. So when I got up this morning, there was all these messages on my phone, and I started getting hooked into that. And I usually shut off my phone. I shut off my notifications. I shut off. I, I don't go on social media. I don't do anything else. And I write my day out the day before the things that I need to achieve. And I start on that. And as soon as I let in that distraction, like you said, I'm done because your brain gets into reactive mode. And there was, a, there was some research on high performance that was talking about that, that if you open your email box, for example, in the first hour of your day, you're 27% less productive than if you don't. And it's really because your brain goes into a reactive mode instead of a proactive mode. And I think that's a so, very clear yeah, distinction. Not just learn How many of those emails like our do or die, right? That we wake up at, you know, five thirty in the morning and I'm guilty of it, right? I, I get my phone, I check my emails before I basically do anything. It's like how many of those emails really are that important that I have to know at five thirty AM what they are? Yeah, and it, it really comes down to how it really comes down to the, the, the how our brains are working. If you're looking at the latest in neuroscience and how we're wired um, we get a hit of dopamine every time we see one of those messages. And that becomes an addictive drug for us, whether it's a social media post, whether it's a text message, whether it's an email. And we literally become addicted to the chaos. And in order, in, you know, in order to get out of that, and these devices are valuable and useful in today's world, but we've got to put first things first. So for me, it's you know, get up in the morning, uh, do, my, do my energization, do my spiritual practice, and and then do uh, I, I use a rebounder? I jump on my rebounder every day. I make sure I get my water. I get sort of my supplements. I have all my food and stuff like that. And then once that stuff, once I've taken care of my physical body first, then I get on with the business of the day. And Somebody stop doing if I, don't I don't do know that, what a rebounder is, what, what's a rebounder? Yeah, so. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I use a mini trampoline called the Seller Sizer. We can put it in the show notes. Uh, it was developed by a guy by the name of David Hall. Basically, uh, when the astronauts were traveling in space early, early in the 60s and that sort of stuff, they were looking at how do we recondition our athletes or our astronauts when we get back from space. And they looked at weight. They looked at cardio. They looked at all these different things. And what they found was that trampolining 
was the most effective way to stimulate all the cells in the body because it leverages acceleration, deceleration, and gravity, and it doesn't have the impact of running, and it doesn't require the uh, weight because, of course, when astronauts come back from the planet, uh, their ability to handle gravity is, is, is somewhat compromised. The, the body adjusts to space. So they started using these and found it was the easiest and simplest way, most effective way to condition people. And there's a variety of reasons for that. I, I won't go into all the details, but it's an extraordinary way for us to get into great shape. Uh, these mini trampolines are like they're portable. Um, they're about uh, somewhere around 36 inches in diameter. In fact, the one I have that, that David Hall builds, uh, it folds all up into a, like a little tiny taco, and you can actually carry it in a, in a wheelie chart. So I can take it on the road oh. with me. And I can put it up in a hotel, and all I need is 10 or 15 minutes on that thing a day, and I'm going to make sure I get my physical workout. I still do weight workouts because I enjoy them, and I love you know, still throwing the iron around when I can. But worst-case scenario, I always get that workout in in the morning, and it's fantastic. Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing. So anyway, so you do all that stuff. You get your water, you get your supplements, the things that you do, and then uh, I interrupted you. And then, so what do you continue doing from there? Well, at that point, uh, I, I do a very similar process to you to the, that you do, and, and that is I have written previously, in, and I write on – I'm an old pen and paper guy. Uh, the night before uh, I go to bed, I write out, okay, what are my major meetings of the day? What are the things that I need to accomplish today for it to be a successful, and it is, you know, provided it's in alignment with my vision? And sometimes you have to do things that you got to do, but maybe not are part of your vision. They're just life things, and I'll, I'll have those things. And then when I sit down at my desk, I'm like, okay, I'm going to address these things point by point by point. And every time that I do that, my day is a success. And every time that I don't do it, my, my day doesn't right. feel like a success. And do you have like a calendar or like a little booklet you use for that, or what's that, what's that thing you use to do that? Yeah, well, I have uh, I have two different uh, things that I, I keep track of, and that is one I keep uh, my calendar uh, appointments on my iPhone, uh, which is connected to a company, uh, which is connected to uh, 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 what is it called? It's called Schedule One, so a scheduling feature. Yeah, it's a scheduling system so that my assistant can place things uh, on my chart. And other people can go on there if they need to and find an opening. Sure. And that that knows me. Who who do I need to speak to over the next month, two months, whatever? That that gets pop, plop, pop, plop, plopped into that. And then I take that I take that calendar and I put that right into a just a little moleskin that I carry around in my pocket. It's very small, you know. And, and it's just that's that's the maximum amount of things I can possibly do in a day. And I, and I write down the things of. I write down, okay, I did, my, I did my meditation practice, I did my energization, I did my rebounding. Like those are the first things that I do right off the bat. Those are on that list every day. I write down even the mundane things because when I get up and I get those first three done, I check those three things off first thing, and I get a nice hit of, oh, I'm on a winning streak now, right? Yeah. So you're uh, writing down format, there, i got to go, go pick up the milk, huh? I mean, it's just everything goes on that list for you. Everything goes on that list. So what's, what happens, and we all know this from uh, athletic performance and, and from my years I used to be a personal trainer, is, is that if that you can reaffirm those little wins on a daily basis, what happens is I feel that it gives you positive self-esteem. It makes you feel that you're even, even if, you know, let's say 
let's say I had two or three meetings and they didn't go the way, way I wanted or something happened. Well, I've still got wins on that page that I can control because there's a lot of things I can't control. So I, I, I feel that you, you, you take back that sense of overwhelm that a lot of business people feel or, you know, when you're dealing with a lot of, you know, uh, activities out there or, or things that you're outside of your control and you say, you know what, I'm on track. Well, you know, I didn't get everything I want, but I took care of my health, took care of my spiritual thing, took care of my family. I'm good. Uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. We'll get that next. We'll get a win tomorrow. So let's move into this uh, digestion and, and living an awesome uh, in awesome health, which you have a podcast called Awesome Health Podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. for our listeners, you know, Wade is a three-time all-natural national bodybuilding champion. So I want to hear about that. But talk to us about the health now for a second. So you know, being an expert and doing the things that you're doing, digestion. Talk to us about peak performance and how our listeners can really kind of get into the mode of a daily process that keeps them in peak performance throughout the day. And, and let me tell you why I asked it. So I, I'm not a coffee guy. I, I don't, I don't, probably don't have the best diet in the world. I, you know, I eat somewhat healthy, but then, again, I'll go off on the, you know, off the reserve for a while and, and not eat great and have a burger and fries and more than I probably want. But I find, you know, you work all day, you're exhausted at the end of the day, and then, you know, there's that 5.30 to, like, 8.30 where I'm just – exhausted but then i get like a second wind at nine o'clock like once everybody's kind of in bed kids are in bed all that kind of stuff let's look at it through that lens but then also for our listeners to be in peak performance great um there's a lot to unpack in that in those two things and i'm so <laughs> feel free to inter interject as i'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a i'm going to go on a little bit of a rant but there's some gold in here i think for our listeners first and foremost i think a lot of people mistake fitness for health and or, or, or peak performance versus optimum performance. And let me distinguish those for just a second so people can understand that. Um, when I competed at the Mr. Universe in 2003, I had the best coach that you could get. He's world famous. I had Spartan discipline. I was training, you know, about four hours a day. I was on an extremely restricted diet, uh, and I stayed on that for nine months because I had three competitions that year. And I was at what you would, a lot of people would call a peak performer, and I was a high performer. And so I had a high state of fitness. I had a high state of cardiovascular fitness. I had an extremely low body fat level. The pictures look great, and most people would say, I want to look and be like that. But what people don't understand, so that was a peak performance and a, and, a, and a cosmetic kind of look that most people strive to, that they mistake with athletes that they're, if they're fit, they're healthy. And the reality is what most people don't know about that, that contest is that after the Mr. Universe contest, and leading up to that, the last three or four months, I was in a state of exhaustion. I was in a state of brain fog. I was in a state of, I hurt all the time. I had trouble sleeping. It was, it was, it was a miserable state of existence, and anybody that's competed at that level would tell you the same thing. After that contest, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. So think about that. I went from Mr. Universe to Mr. Marshmallow. So was I healthy? No. Was I at an optimal level of performance? No. And that was the biggest wake-up call of my life. Now, keep in mind, I worked 16 years to get to that event. 
I didn't have great genetics. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't one of those guys I could get to that, that, that level. And it was shocking to me. It was, it was like, how could this be possible? I'm, I, I thought I was doing everything right. And fortunately I met a medical you're, doctor. You're watching everything that goes in your body. I mean, for that, you know, maybe not the full 16 years, but especially those last two or three years leading up to it, everything you put in your body is watched. Everything. It's a 24 hour a day, seven day a week program. And, um, you know, and I thought I was doing so. So the vision was there, the discipline was there, the process was there, the mentorship was there. Every, everything seemed to be in place, but the problem was, is I didn't understand the difference between peak performance and optimal performance, and I didn't understand the difference between fitness and health. And I got a crash course <laughs> the hard way right there. And I was lucky because almost every high performance athlete will experience that type of experience after the cheers are gone they leave the stadium um or they leave the playing field or they they leave the rink or whatever it happens to be uh, and if you look at the history of high performance athletes and and post contest depression and all sorts of things that happen it's very 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 common in professional ranks and um, high level amateur ranks like the olympics and things like that and you've got to reprioritize your vision you got to find another vision or you end up into chaos and there's some a lot of tragic stories out there that people didn't refine that and so what i was lucky i met a doctor and uh this guy who was first off he was a senior citizen he had glowing skin he was the most vibrant person i'd ever met he was and i'd never seen anything like it he, and he said i said what 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 happened to me and he said wait you learned to build the body from the outside in you didn't learn how to build the body from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And he goes, I said, well, what's the problem? Well, number one, number one, your digestion's off. Number two, your alkalinity is all over the mix. Your acid alkaline balance is, is off. Uh, number three, the principles that you're following aren't enhancing your health. They're taking away from your profound health to hit a certain level of performance that you've defined by an external source. And if you want, I'll, I'm willing to mentor you and turn that around. So I said, great. And I spent a ton of money with this guy. And I went uh, really hard. And six months later, I had regained my physical condition. So I was in a, a, a very high level of fitness. But this time, I felt great inside and out. I didn't have the energy crashes. I didn't have the aching joints. I didn't have the brain fog. Uh, I had a new glow to my my appearance and my skin that I never had all the time that I was competing, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And I, so I started teaching those principles. And over the course of the the next three and a half years, uh, and and I, and I had an online business uh, in the, the bodybuilding and fitness world. I was able to coach over, I think it's now somewhere around fifteen thousand people during that. So I got a lot of data of a lot of people from a lot of different uh, genetic and social backgrounds, everything you could imagine. So during the course of that three and a half years, I compressed all of the, the, the data and what was working and what was not working in the process into a, a simple formula, which I call the awesome health system, seven steps to awesome health. And then what I looked at was what is the biggest, what is the biggest um, missing component in people from being peak performers to an optimum performer. And it came right down to digestion. And I was like, wow, uh, I didn't realize that digestion is the fifth leading, leading cause of death. Uh, and most wow. people don't know that. Uh, there's another factor like digestive-related illnesses, whether it's colon, stomach, acid reflux, heartburn. And the other thing is, is things like cancer, things like heart disease uh, are also 
which are in, in diabetes, which are the you know the top three, um, and, and then of course uh, medical uh, medical problems or complications from medical treatment, like uh, misdiagnosis, is the fourth leading cause of death. And then you have digestion. But what's interesting is digestion contributes to the first three leading causes of death. Right. Exactly. Because if you, so, I was like, well, I'm. You know, one of my friends is Dr. Horace Filzer, who put the first stent in the body. A wonderful man um, from Harvard and, and a brilliant guy. And, uh, you know, when you talk to those, I mean, he's great at surgery. He's great at fixing you when you, when you have a, a problem. He's not there to give you advice on how to, how to avoid being in his surgery room, just like you don't want me in the surgery room. I can't help you at that point. Same thing, you got cancer. Same thing, you got heart disease. Same thing, you got diabetes. Well, now you've got the disease, and we've got a system that is reactive instead of proactive. So I said, well, I'm going to be proactive, and I'm going to nail this digestive system. I learned from my mentor, Dr. O'Brien, the, 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 the three most important components that you require or where people go wrong in digestion. And then I went out and built a company uh, with my business partner that would address those issues with a vision that we would be able to help the most people possible avoid the mistakes that I made and avoid some of the mistakes that people I've worked with over the last, you know, 15 years have made. So let's dive into these, uh, these seven steps to awesome health. Can we walk yeah, through great. those? Yeah, sure. So uh, awesome is an acronym, uh, which actually stands at each of the points. Now, the first three parts of the acronym is AWE, so that's air, water, and exercise. So air, and when I talk, most people don't think about their breathing. Breathing is the only thing you can do both consciously and unconsciously. So in other words, if you're not thinking about it, you breathe, but you can also change your breathing. And in today's world, uh, over the last 100 years, we sit most of the time. And most people are probably listening to this call spend a great deal of their time sitting. Well, guess what? You only get 30% of the oxygen inside your body that you get when you are standing. That's the difference. So I think a big step is standing desks, I think are very valuable. Number two is getting into a breathing practice. You know, if someone would take uh, just a few hours and take maybe a Qigong course or a meditation course, uh, or they can take Wim Hof course is another great one on breathing. You can see how powerful by altering your breathing or practicing these breathing states, which have been known for thousands of years, that you can increase your energy, you can change your brain state, you can change your emotional state, you can change your mood, and you can change how your blood looks even under a microscope. It's fantastic, and it only takes a few minutes a day, and it doesn't cost anything. And that's why you probably don't hear a lot about it. It sounds too, it's too easy and too boring uh, for, for you know, people to focus on. But a good breathing practice uh, will make a big difference in your life, number one. Number two, water. There is so many different beverages today uh, I mean, it's, it's an endless stream. The beverage industry is a gazillion-dollar business. It's a huge industry. Yeah. And the, the challenge is, you know, the average person needs somewhere between three to six liters a day, depending on their environment and depending on their activities. Three is a minimum, uh, and for most people, four or five. And I think for high-performer athletes, they need six, six liters of water. The thing is, they need purified water. Uh, water from your tap has chlorine. Water in bottles contains a lot of estrogens, which lowers testosterone levels. It's been shown to lower 30% uh, of testosterone levels just by drinking water out of plastic bottles. I think that's not a great idea. So uh, fluoride in the water affects uh, our uh, pineal gland, which is a hormone regulator and also uh, a, a master control of a lot of our hormones inside the body. 
Uh, chlorine affects thyroid, which affects metabolism because it's in the halogen family. So number one, people need to invest in their home in an extraordinary, the best possible water treatment system they could get. And, and for those of you who think uh, reverse osmosis is, I would say that reverse osmosis does a great job of taking everything out. But the problem is that's dead water. If you put fish into RO water, they're going to die. If you have a reverse osmosis system, you need to remineralize that water so that it comes the way water uh, was supposed to be in nature. And in a lot of cities, you have to do that. So, uh, so, air first, on, that. so, yep. so on the water side, so what, what do you recommend? Obviously, uh, let me just go get the Culligan man in the house, or what, what do you do? Well, personally, I, I, I don't drink out of plastic bottled containers. Uh, there's a great okay. video done by a CBC documentary called The Disappearing Male. I, I encourage everybody to listen to that or watch that movie. It's frightening because of these estrogens are affecting all of our species radically uh, with birth defects, with um, low testosterone levels, the, the change in development of the fetus. Get plastic out of your life. So if you have a home system, um, I think you want to get – the it's clean. Some people have spring water, but most people live in a city. So uh, I think an RO system is great, provided it has a mineralization. You want a mineralizer on top of that so that it remineralizes the water. And then from there, there's two other things that you could add to it. I think the next move is a high-quality water ionizer. And what that does is it, it, it is there's an electrolysis process that creates ionization of the water, which allows virtually unlimited levels of, of free radicals or excuse me, of uh, antioxidants, which deal with free radicals. It also makes uh, a water that will wash uh, oil-based pesticides off your fruits and vegetables, which are really compromise our health. Most people aren't aware of, of that as well. And it makes a, a, vari a variety of waters. Uh, I use one. It, I travel with it. It's that valuable to my life and that to my energy level. I, I have no problem. I can go two, three days without eating any food if I'm drinking that water. I, I get that much oh, energy right. from ionized water. And then the final piece of that, um, there is what's called a um, – there's a device that you can purchase, which is called a biophotonic uh, device, in which that actually adds through a process, and it's an easy attachment onto your, onto your water system that will add what's, what's called uh, biophotons into the water. And that sounds pretty far out to a lot of people, but when you actually drink this water, see the water, look under it under a microscope, or see what it does to plants or to people – this also improves the energization or the, the, the amount of available energy inside the water. And if you don't have that, what you can do is you can take your water, uh, pour it out if you've got a good filter, sit the, sit the water in a, in, a, in, a, like a, in a glass jug out in the sun for 10 or 15 minutes, and the sun will actually charge that water. And that sounds to a lot of people kind of crazy, wow. but if you go out and do it, uh, you'll be – Pleasantly impressed, and it really doesn't cost that much money. So I think investing in a great water system, the water that people are drinking isn't enough, and they're drinking all these other beverages, whether it's coffee, tea, sports drinks, all that stuff, um, that are, are not going to help your performance on any level. Uh, don't believe the advertising. The reality is, is good old, plain, clean, pure, mineral, uh, mineralized water is great. And then the final piece of the first three is uh, exercise. And, and for me... Uh, and, and, and people go, what's the best exercise? The one that you love to do. Some people like to run. Some people like to lift weights. Some people like to do yoga. You know, those are really the three different styles of tra training, anaerobic training, or flexibility training. And if you 
if you really want to be at the top of the game, I think someone should include a little bit of all of those things uh, in your life. Um, most people are dominant or more attracted to one based on their genetics or body type or, or mental, uh, you know, what, what gives them mental juice, and I think you need to follow that. Um, I do know that the mini trampoline can address all of those issues, and that's why I recommend it to people, and it only takes 15 minutes a day. Um, and then you can kind of do whatever you like on top of that. So those three things, uh, breathing, deep breathing air, really high-quality pure water and exercise, to, to me, those three are non-negotiable. You, you, you just cannot be at your best. You can't dream, get your visions. You cannot achieve your dreams to the level that you're capable of if you're not doing those three things. The time invested is it's paid off you know, by 3, 4, 5x at least. That's phenomenal. Man, I'm I'm taking lots of notes here. I hope our listeners are as well. Thank you. So number four is what? So uh, this is uh, sunlight. Um, You know, if you look at humans, uh, up to about 100 years ago, we spent most of our time outdoors. And to give you an an impact of that, you know, the lights in people's houses are what, 100 watt, 60 watt, that type of thing. When you walk outside, that's like a 100,000 watt light even on a cloudy day. And light, what they're now showing is vitamin D production from light. And vitamin D is considered a vitamin, but there's a a big argument in the scientific community that it's actually a a master hormone. And, for example, with our research, we've been able to notice that uh, testosterone levels will be as much as 30% higher if a person isn't exposing themselves to uh, 30 to 60 minutes of light per day, like outside in the direct sunlight with as little clothing on as possible. It's phenomenal. And we live life indoors. We live covered up, and that's not the way humans have lived for hundreds of thousands of years. And we, our, our organisms haven't adjusted to that. Second thing on top of that, I would also look at, um, there's a lot of conflict out there about diets. You know, should I be on the paleo diet? Should I be on the keto diet? Should be I on the 30, 30, 30, 10, the zone diet, the you know, carb diet, the bodybuilding diet, everybody's got a diet story. And I'm not here to bash any diets. But what I look at is, if you look at this, I always look at health from a single cell organism. We're a composite of, you know, trillions of cells, like a trillion cells or whatever, 100 billion cells, 100 trillion cells, excuse me. The bottom line is, um, the function of each and every one of those cells is going to determine your long-term health. And that cell... um, requires one thing it requires electrons and so if you break down your food whatever the food you're eating um, whatever diet you're following it's your ability to convert that food into electrons and, and at the cellular level it's called electron covalent level uh, electron covalent transfer so what really is happening is is you're having light consumed in one form or another and then converted into light that's usable by your cell so whether you're eating animal protein, whether you're eating fruits, whether you're eating vegetables, whether you're eating pasta, whether you're eating ding-dongs or hamburgers or whatever, is how much electron energy can you get out of that? And one of the things I put in my, my book, The Awesome uh, Staying Alive in a Toxic World, is I put a picture of a sprout under a, on a, a particular type of light, Karelian photography, and you can see all this light coming off the sprout. And I also put a hamburger on there, and there's no light coming off the hamburger. So I think the calorie model uh, is somewhat suspect. I think it gives us an idea of what's going on. And I go right back to that Mr. Universe contest. I was eating enough calories to stay alive. 
I had no energy. I was cooked. I was simply going on willpower, which was generated from my vision that I was not going to let anything do it. And that led me to the biggest health crisis of my life. So what most people are forgetting about is their vision in life, which we talked about at the first, their vision, their, you know, what, what, what they're trying to achieve and the, the, the drive and the focus and the energy and everything they're putting that towards that may be compromising their health. And likely is if they're not addressing it. And at the end of the day, and anybody that's got a, a dire diagnosis from a medical doctor knows, hey, man, if I get that diagnosis, everything stops. Family life stops. Business life stops. Uh, personal life, for life, everything gets put in its place when you get diagnosed with an illness. And the idea is to avoid that situation for as long as you possibly can. Right. And so I look at diet as sunlight. How much energy am I actually getting out of this food? It's great. So let's talk about the uh, the fifth one, the O. Yes. So uh, this is a part that's near and dear to my heart. Um, optimizers. And you know, I'm 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 kind of a we I run a different nutritional supplement company, and that is that I believe in education first, philosophy first. In the old days, they used to teach philosophy and understand philosophy before you did anything else. Now it's kind of been put away. But I always believe. The great thinkers of the world looked at philosophy, and I said, so what is your philosophy towards health? And again, in my case, I look at the cell as the most important organ because we're made up of a conjunction of cells. So what makes those cells work best or in an optimal state? And I've broken that down into several different components. So the first two components of optimizers, and these are why I say optimizers, is you can function without doing these things. You can live an okay life. You can live an average life. You can be okay. But over the long term, these particular uh, components are what gets exhausted, and this determines your level of energy, your level of performance over the long term. And so the first two things on that list are enzymes and probiotics. Most, I, And I have a, a background as a formal uh, sports nutrition advisor and a background in exercise physiology. And what the, you'll learn from that, and they kind of gloss over this, and I didn't learn the, the, de, the deep details till I had my meltdown in, in, in 03, and that was enzymes and probiotics are the only things that do work in the body. Enzymes are responsible for 25,000 different uh, chemical reactions inside our body. Basically, everything from thinking to blinking requires an enzyme. And according to Dr. Edward Howell, the, the pioneer in enzymatic research, uh, his research was found buried in the Harvard Medical Library, you know, uh, way back in, I think it was the 30s or 40s. And a, a friend of mine, actually, Dr. Victorious Kavinskas, found this research and was, well, this is mind blowing. He looked at enzymes. Uh, the, the average 40 year old has less than 30% of the enzymes they started at birth. And so think about that. Think about how a child moves, how a child recovers how much energy a child has. Well, why is that? Enzymes speed up every chemical reaction inside the body. And the less enzymes that you have, the less chemical reactions that you're able to facilitate or to speed up. So your, your rate of turnover gets slower. And as we age, we start to slow down. We start to get you know, decrepit. We start to not be able to move the same way or think the same way and all that. And, and this, is, this is expected. It's common in our lifestyles. And uh, the reality is it doesn't have to be. But the question is this. People go, well, where do I get enzymes? Well, enzymes are in every single living organism. So they're in grass. They're in animals. They're, everything that lives contains enzymes. And in nature, every species on the planet eats its food in a raw state. 
So, for example, if I'm a tiger and I go attack zebras, I kill the zebra and I eat the zebra alive. I don't take the zebra home, put it in a nice box, freeze it, and cure it, and yeah, add right. some stuff to it, and then cook it up on the fire later. I eat it. Now, if you'll notice, and, and, and one of those animals, it'll eat the entrails of the, uh, the, the species it kills first, and that's where all the enzymes and all the probiotics are. Now, get to that in just a minute, the probiotics part. They'll eat that first because that's, going, that's where the value of this food that they're eating. If I'm a horse and I'm out there eating grass, I eat the grass in a live state. I, I, I get the enzymes inside the grass. If I'm a grizzly bear and I eat a fish, I eat the fish in a live state. And we're the only species that cooks our food. And the problem with that isn't there's advantages to cooking food. It's allowed us to maybe grow our brains faster and, and, and store energy and, and, and dominate the planet because we're not spending so much time on food. But the downside is anything heated over 118 degrees destroys all the enzymes inside the body. So our body has to manufacture enzymes in order to digest our food. And that's not a natural thing. It becomes a common thing, but it's not our natural state. And those enzymes can't be used to repair our liver, can't be used to repair our lungs or our brain or whatever. And so we enter into a steady rate of decline because of our lifestyle of modern, uh, our modern developments of what's called uh, civilization, and I was interviewing a fellow by the name of Dr. Udo Erasmus, and uh, he developed an amazing uh, fatty acid blend years ago. And he said, you know, 70 years ago, these were called the diseases of civilization. It's not called that anymore. This, you know, this wisdom has kind of been forgotten. So I use enzymes every single day before I eat. That way, I, you know, because I'm not expecting people to eat a raw food diet. I experimented with that for two years. I ate a raw food diet for two years and all that stuff. And I still had no way of replenishing myself. So I use enzymes every day before everything. Second thing, probiotics. Probiotics in our bodies, there's about 500 different types of bacteria. And for illustrative purposes, 10% are good, 10% are bad, and 80% are opportunists. And based on our diet, our environment, our stress levels, uh, chemicalization, whatever it happens to be, that's going to determine how those flows. And these things are essential for us to assimilate our food and also essential for us to fight our, the, the first defense in our immune system. And over the last 60, 70 years, we've used a massive amount of antibiotics. And antibiotics are great because they've saved us, you know, you know the explosion of the population has happened from antibiotics. You used to get an infection, you'd get a bad food, whatever, you're dead. Uh, nowadays, they are able to give you antibiotics and you, you can survive that. The problem is we've compromised our, our, our natural occurring bacteria cultures inside our system. And guess what? Um, this is leading to also inability to digest our food, um, common colds, allergy responses, and also autoimmune diseases, and ultimately leads to a variety of medical conditions like we talked about, those leading causes, you know, things like cancer, things like diabetes, and things like heart disease can all be traced to our guts. So probiotics and enzymes are the workers of the body, and by adding those into our diet on a daily basis, which we would get under normal conditions if we weren't eating all this cooked food and living out in pristine kitchens and not living in cities, we get those. But now we don't, so we need to, comp we need to address that on a daily basis. And it makes such a big difference. You, you, you don't get that bloating and gas feeling. Uh, you don't have the acid reflux. You're able to eliminate very easily and when you're traveling you just don't have those indigestion issues or any of that sort of stuff that starts to go away and people start to feel leaner and have more energy and that when you talked about that little um, you know that little fade around dinner time in the evening 
that typically happens because we eat a lot, you know, we have a big dinner or whatever, and then our body's spending our enzymatic reserves trying to build back our energy to digest that food. And yeah, we're not so the able probiotics to do that. and the, uh, the enzymes and taking that each day would, would give you more energy throughout the day. I mean, obviously Absolutely. other things as well, but that's a big part of it. And you can just buy those at the local grocery store, you know, a whole foods type, or where do you, where do you recommend people buy those? Yeah. Great question. Um, over the last, uh, what's, what's it, last say seven or eight years, there's been an explosion in, um, enzymes and probiotics. So if you walk into Whole Foods and look at that, uh, the average person yeah, is going to walk in there. Yeah, get, crazy. You're going to get confused. Why is one enzyme that looks like the other one 10 bucks, and why is this one $100? Why does this probiotic have 25 strains and this one only has one? And unfortunately, there's a lot of companies that kind of there, – there's, there's several different type of companies out there. And one company is designed to make maximum profit. They're going to look at what the trend is. They're going to put the cheapest product possible in there, and they're going to sell it to people because they heard, you know, they heard someone like me talking about you need enzymes and probiotics. The person goes to the store, they buy the cheap product, and they don't get any results. There's nothing more expensive than that. Then there is what I call the uh, the the middle of the road company, and you know, a large portion of companies come in there. They'll they'll make a okay product. They'll price it at a, a reasonable level, and people may get results. They may not, depending if that addresses their specific needs. So it'll be a, a 50-50 kind of job. And then there's probably 5% of the company companies out there which do maybe one thing, and that means they decide that they're going to be the gold standard, the best possible in that they're not going to work on they're not going to build their product based on price they're going to build base their products on performance and generally those are going to cost more they're going to be more expensive yet they're going to work and they're going to appeal to a lot smaller market um and they're usually vision or or mission-based companies and that's how we did it so we created a mission-based company and 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 we developed a digestive enzyme uh which virtually you know solves those problems we developed a probiotic which is a patented product probiotic that has antiviral antiretroviral uh, properties it's you know it's a, you can't you can't go purchase one of these probiotics off the shelf it's the most potent probiotic probably on the planet and mm. we're priced at a premium levels and we we don't sell on store shelves for the most part we sell in medical or, or uh, holistic health doctors offices who understand yep. the value of the product and can educate their customers and people who find us uh, online. And uh, we ship people directly to their home. And the reason we do that, and we offer a 60-day money-back guarantee, the reason why we do that is because we want people to experience the value of a high-quality product. And we're so confident on it, we're willing to spend any cost in order to do that because there's nothing that is worse than taking a product that you're excited about or you read about or you learned about and you get no results and you feel like, man, I just got ripped off. So uh, we do it that way, and it, it does slow the growth of our company because we choose well, to do too, it that way. But at, uh, we have an incredible customer. Yep, go ahead. And so what would be the website? I was going to talk about Tom Brady in a second. You know, he's obviously the greatest of all time, quarterbacks, whether you like him or love him. Uh, but, yeah, I know he's a big believer in probiotics and his new book and all that kind of stuff that he talks about. He's a, bit, he's a believer in all the stuff that you're talking about that's helped him, you know, now being 40 years old, still be a great quarterback. 
it's it's fantastic. You know, if you you know, success leaves clues, and you know, Tom Brady, it, he's a very interesting. I'm glad you bring him up because I think he's um, he's really broken the mold of what's possible for a 40 year old athlete. Uh, if you look at his performance levels, and and in the, what's interesting about Tom is he's developed a, a, a personalized team around him that flew in the face of what typical NFLers do, the way he trains, the way he eats. His whole thing is completely different, and he had to stand up for that even um, amongst a team that is successful as the New England Patriots and stay on that way. And now he's proven to be correct. I don't think there is a 40-year-old athlete out there, maybe in history, that is able to perform at the level that he is able to perform at in such a violent sport. Right. It's largely because he's taking care of his inner self of his body. So uh, tell us your website real quick. Where can people find these enzymes and probiotics? Where can they buy those directly from you? You'll be able to get them here at uh, www.bioptimizers.com. There will also be a link here that we'll add to the show notes uh, for your listeners. Uh, it'll be the awesomehealthcourse.com slash circuit of success. Um, because we're going to actually give away an education program to everybody. That's one of the things that we do where people will, will go in and, and, and can dive deep on any one of these topics. Uh, and I provide that as a free service to people because I believe you need to get your philosophy straight first. Right. So, again, so these our listeners can go to this link that we'll have in the show notes on iTunes and all the other spots, and then they can click the link and uh, join, the, join basically a, a program, if you will, that's going to allow them to have awesome health. Yeah, exactly. It's a 12-week course. Uh, little quick videos, five, uh, anywhere from five to 15 minutes, where I explain a specific principle to them that they can they want to dive into probiotics or enzymes, they want to look at water systems, they want to look at mini trampoline, all these different things that I've been able to develop over the last 15 years and with the research with you know 15,000 clients, what, what really constitutes that, I just share it with them. And uh, it's free and, and people love it. And you can go at your own pace. You don't have to watch them all. You can just kind of select when you add a free moment and stuff. And uh, it's just a resource that I feel to give back to the world because I feel very fortunate. I've made this my my course, my life, my passion, and I've been able to share. uh, I've been able to learn from a lot of really, really smart people and condense that information into into an easy, bite-sizable chunk that, you know, in today's busy world, people can get really quickly and move on with their life. So what's the, uh, the M and the E in awesome health? Yeah, so the last two things are M, mental beliefs and attitudes. It uh, doesn't matter yeah. what you do. If you've got a poor attitude, you've got a poor belief system, none of this is going to work. And if you've got a great belief system and a great attitude, you can go a long way on that without doing anything else. You could probably put it first, but people don't well, want to do that Well, you know, first. the top two uh, think, uh, parts of the circuit of success are attitude and beliefs. I mean, so we couldn't be more in line uh, with what it is. I know we talk about that every time is – the attitude, we choose it, right? Every single day we wake up, we get to choose our attitude, and then the beliefs. You know, what are the what are the things that you believe to your core that nobody can knock you off that deal, and that's what's going to drive you to success. So that's awesome. We're 100% in line there. And then the E stands for what? Uh, I call it et cetera, education, uh, testing, and coaching. And education means to learn from within, if you look at the root word from educe in Latin. And uh, what you want to learn is how, how do I learn from my experiences in life? Uh, how do I observe myself? How do I observe myself showing up in the world? And one of the ways to help you do that is, of course, through testing. Um, and I, in that course, I, I kind of outlined some of the, the tests that I think are relevant for people to take 
in other words, to test themselves. And testing can be as simple as I could walk a half mile before without getting winded and I, I go walking every morning and now I can walk a mile. It can be as simple as that or as it could be as elaborate as a, a genetic testing or an epigenetic test that will show genetic markers. You can go through a whole host of them and we identify a lot of those in the course and people want to look at that. And finally, coaching. Um, when you're talking about Tom Brady, you're talking about anybody that's performed a high level, the simplest fastest and most effective way to get where you're going is to have uh, an unbiased expert on your team that is going to give you the feedback and adjustments that you require in order to be successful. And having a healthy life is no different. Having a great business life is no different. Having a great spiritual life or relationship thing. Look, there's a lot of, dis- there's a lot of distractions in the world, and we don't always know how we're showing up. And a coach helps keep us on track and provide us the next best thing that we can be doing to kind of hit that high level performance so those are the the three parts of education and that's the awesome formula air water exercise sunlight optimizers mental beliefs and attitude education testing and coaching and if people do even 20 percent of that i think they'd radically transform their life well i would 100 percent agree my friend i think the uh the biggest one i don't do on there is the is number five i mean i'm a huge believer in the meditation i do that uh not every day but you know i do that three to 10 times a week, just depending on the week, and drink lots of water, got to improve the exercise a little bit, sunlight, get a lot of that. I don't do these enzymes and probiotics, so I'm going to look into that, but uh, believe in all this stuff you're talking about. That's uh, that's phenomenal. I hope our listeners go on. I know I'm going to do it too and, and uh, get that 12-week course. I think that's great, and I appreciate you doing that for our listeners, giving that away for free. Um, they'll find a lot of value in that. So where can our listeners find uh, more of uh, Wade Lightheart? Well, you can go to uh, www.bioptimizers.com, and again, I'll give you the listing of the course, which is uh, www, of course, as always, awesomehealthcourse.com slash circuit of success. That'll get you access uh, to the education, to the system. It'll open up doors. There's some wonderful opportunities. If you want to purchase products, that's great. If you don't, that's, that's great. You're going to be able to know what, the, what designates between a good product, a bad product, and where probably to put your time, energy, and focus to make that next level of success. I love it. I love it. Well, Wade, thanks for being with me today on the Circuit of Success podcast. It's been a pleasure. Hey, my pleasure. Great to be here. And uh, for all your listeners, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, Feel free to reach out to our customer support team or any questions that you have. Uh, I try to get to them on a timely basis as well to uh, really help out. We love doing it, and thank you for helping us spread this mission. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.